got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men... How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I came out like this, you know, like I came out the gate, you know, just like, yes, you know, so my parents had no doubt in their mind. They just need to support what, what is in her. God put this again? in her. How'd you come out again? Yes. You know, I came out showtime at the Apollo. Like I was turned up straight out. May 6th. You guessed it. Brisha Webb is on the podcast. I'm going to pay some bills and we'll be right back. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. 
Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, A military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Champions to be a champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment, get naked with In a world with vulnerable, considered weak, come and remove the veil from entertainment's elite. It's the difference between what is real and what the public sees. So here's your favorite celebrities behind the scenes. It's refreshing, authentic, the whole story specific. Life altering events to shape the person that you hear. We got a champion and carry champion. Hey girl, you did it. It's the greatest in sports and entertainment. Connect it with every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion. Hey girl, you did it. Got a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment. Connect it with. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a new edition of Naked. Oh, we doing the damn thing. I'm excited. Last week, Jalen Rose, he was very naked. I think people are getting the idea that I want you to come here and play and be ready to play. You know what I mean? Tell your truth or don't tell your truth, but I'm, I'm here for it all. Today, though, Brisha Renee Webb. I don't think I should have given out her government name, but I mean, it's here. It's available. Brisha Webb, American actress. You all may remember her from the 
TV One comedy series Love That Girl. Um, she's been in Meet the Blacks, uh, Acrimony, Sextuplets, A Fall from Grace. Uh, she is an excellent actress. And what's interesting to me about her is that I asked her, has she always been so funny? Because prepare yourself. This podcast is going to make you laugh. How long have you been so funny? And she said when she moved to L.A. from Baltimore, and she gonna let you know right away she's from Baltimore, she was quickly able to find a community that encouraged her to pursue the comedic acting. And I'm glad they did. She references how Jamie Foxx is a mentor to her. I mean, who don't do it better than Jamie? He can sing. He can act. He's funny. He can do drama. It's always beautiful to see talent. We throw that word around a lot. That word talent is given to a lot of people. But when you start breaking down what it means to be a true talent, very few have the layers and the depth and the range. And I believe Brisha Webb has all of those things. So I need you all to sit back and relax. Introduce yourselves to one Brisha Webb. And you know who she is. You will be able to immediately fall in love with her infectious personality. But most importantly, she is real. Authenticity in Hollywood, not so common. So everybody, relax, enjoy, take off your shoes, maybe your shirt, maybe your bra. Brisha Webb is on Naked. So Brisha, I have a couple of questions. You are welcome to Naked, first off. Thank you for doing this. And, Thank you for um, having me. I, it's a, it's my pleasure. I, I really do mean that. One of the first questions I wanted to ask you as you are representing, show me that shirt. What does the shirt say? Y'all can't see she it, from, but I can. She from Baltimore. <laughs> she from Baltimore. Yeah. Okay. Black women. Black hey, hey. Yes. talk to me about being from Baltimore. I have my own perception because I know a few people from Baltimore, but you guys have a special je ne sais quoi. Being born and raised in Baltimore created Breacher Webb to do what? To to exist as what? As a winner. I mean, if you get out of Baltimore alive, like not yeah. to say alive is like that, but if you can be able to, you know, stay on your path and your goal at hand, you're already winning. You know, so uh, you know, Baltimore breeds people that make a straight line to where they want to go in success. You know, we got Monique, we got Jada Pinkett Smith, we got, we got so many amazing people that have come out of Baltimore city that have done well for themselves and have represented Baltimore, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, I'm just one of those people. We don't want to go back home, but we go home to give. <laughs> okay. Uh, we will give, but you know, I got here, you know, for a reason. So. So it's interesting because everyone I've met from Baltimore is has a truly authentic spirit. And what I mean by that is that like I, I'm not hurting your feelings. This is what I feel. This is yeah. what it is. There's no no if ands or buts around it. How do you feel when people may not understand that that's that that sensibility you have? Like, do you find it being cumbersome being so Baltimore, so authentic, so true to who you are when people don't normally operate that way? I mean, people real recognize is real, you know, like I've seen a lot of stuff um, just being from Baltimore. You know, you've seen the hardships of life. You've seen good. You've seen all kinds of things. I've been surrounded around the arts, but, you know, pure hearted people find pure hearted people. Uh, so I don't even look at all of that. If you don't get me, then something is wrong with you because I'm pretty easy to get along with. But <laughs> 
But I mean, I just stay authentically myself. And I think authenticity finds other people with authenticity. And that's what I feel a lot of people from Baltimore and just East Coast on its own. We're real, we're grounded. And uh, there's people in L.A. that are real and grounded as well. Anywhere you go. What do you think about the idea that if you live in L.A., you're, you know, every, oh, everyone. Look at my daddy calling me. Let me go back. OK, I okay. understand. My daddy is <laughs> calling me. <laughs> He's still in Baltimore, praise God. <laughs> what do you what do you think about people who because um, when you come to L.A. You, and you live here? People think there's an automatic um, or a a cynicism or a fakeness about you because you're in the world and you are doing the damn thing. You're acting. How do you respond to people back home who may feel like you've, quote unquote, changed or they think you're different? Do you ever get those kind of criticisms with the success you've been able to have? Of course. And yes, I've changed. My money has changed. My <laughs> a lot has changed. My hair has changed. My my approach to everything has changed. I love that I am changed from where I was in Baltimore City to L.A. That's what I came here to do. But, you know, all in all, like, I feel like it gets a bad, you know, rep and it gets a bad connotation because, like, people don't want to see you win. Mm -hmm. You know, crabs in a barrel are real, you know, and just because they can't they can't congratulate you for your growth. They have to say that you've changed and something is wrong with you. No, I have. I have changed for the better. <laughs> I am I'm doing swell, honey. I am proudly changing. Thank you. Yes, I have changed. <laughs> you have changed because I have changed. You know, I've changed and there's nothing wrong with that. I, yeah. I mean, I have people that come in my life and say, you know, you are so different than where you were. Yes, I'm different from where I was. Like, of course, aren't you? Ten your challenge? Are you still the same way you were ten years ago? Because if so, something needs to change. And if yeah, because it's no fun. It's no you, fun. When growing up, how did you know that you had what you have right now? Two seconds into talking to you, your stardom, your personality jumps off the screen. When did you realize that was something that you would have to pursue? I came out like this, you know, like I came out the gate. You know, just like, yes, you know, so my parents had no doubt in their mind. They just need to support what, what is in her. So I put How again? in her. How'd you come out again? Yes. You know, I came out showtime at the Apollo. Like I was turned up straight out May 6th. Okay. I was out the gate. Surprise. Let's put on a show. So, you know, when I was four, I was like, I want to be inside the TV. I would get dressed up to watch TV because I thought eventually the camera was going to come on me. Like I was, I was ready, you know, so they just had to catch up. And then I started doing regional theater. And then when I saw you could get a coin, you can get a coin <laughs> for doing what I do on the normal at home. Yes, oh, I've changed. Yes. Yes, I've yes, changed. I've changed. <laughs> yes. yes, I've changed, honey. And I will keep evolving. Okay. Yes. I've always I love it. I love it. Yeah. So when you I've always been most. The, I, which is amazing and I love it and yes. I approve of it <laughs> and I Thank accept you. it. And I only want that in my life. I think that <laughs> I, I read, and I know you've been asked this question a few times about, you know, the role models that you saw growing up like Angela Bassett and Will Smith. And while that question mm -hmm. has probably been asked to you over and over again, 
what were the TV shows? What were the images that made you say, this is a positive Black experience that I want to partake in? I mean, one that was like, like really changed the trajectory and made me realize that I could actually do this was like Best Man. I saw Best Man as a teenager and was like, they're so beautiful. They're so eloquent and just, they're busting. I know these people. I want to be these people when I grow up, you know? Um, You know, just to see such beautiful women and men, you know, and living well on screen. I just was like, I got to do it, you know, and seeing Taraji and knowing that she came from DC and Mm -hmm. seeing baby boy and seeing movies like that. Like, you know, of course I grew up watching color purple and watching like all of these amazing iconic films, you know, Tina Turner, like all of that. I love those kind of movies, but when it was becoming closer and I started seeing people that actually looked like me and they were on the screen doing scenes that I could see myself older doing, you know, love and basketball, like those type of movies really, just made me become quite obsessed with becoming those women and those men. And I started putting those pictures and manifesting who I wanted to work with and taking pictures out of Ebony and Essence and Jet and putting them over my bed and praying over it and being like, God, I just had the chance to work with these people. And, you know, it's an amazing experience to like, meet these people and work with them and we're friends. And I'm like, <laughs> it happens. It's happening. You know, who, who did you put on the wall and pray over and manifest for is situations that you have worked with currently or in the past? Oh yes. Uh, well, Angela Bassett for one, um, she was always on my vision board of like, she's so talented and gorgeous and just black excellence. And so I had the opportunity to meet her and work with her on ER and they pretty much just kept me along. Yeah. I was just a guest star recurring and they yeah. kept me along for extra seasons just to see me lose my shit. I was going to uh, say, how <laughs> nerve wracking is that? Like, okay, so this is my only experience. Back in the day, they would be like, do you want to play a reporter? Myself. I can go in there and, yeah. and play myself. That's easy, right? And then they'd be like, hey, do you want to be an actress? I'm like, oh no, I don't I don't respect the craft enough to even pretend to do it. So I, because I have so much respect for what you do because it is hard. And I remember a director wanted me to be an actress and I was acting like a reporter, like a straight up reporter. That's all <laughs> I know. And when I tell yeah. you, he was so mad at me and people were looking at me and the set got quiet and they were just like, oh, she's like, you're f-ing up. Excuse my French. You're f-ing up. Yeah. And in my mind, <laughs> I was like, I couldn't imagine if somebody like Angela Bassett or a Denzel or a Will Smith was in front of me. I would be mortified. How do you swallow whatever that fear and anxiety may be and step up to the plate when you finally get to prayer. work with this person? <laughs> Amen. A, with lot person a lot of prayer. In love with. Yeah. Yes. I mean, because I used to have celebrity Tourette's. I would just go crazy. Like I would be like, ah, ah, like <laughs> lose my shit. And it, it, it was bad. Like I was awful at, at events. Like I just, I love people and I love people that, you know, that I admire and look up to. And mm-hmm. I mean, just the whole thing, like going in a corner and just you would do so you would just go nuts like you lose your mind 
you oh cry, you, you scream. I do. I would now I've learned to like, we all shouldn't kiss the same, but like, but when I was first starting out, like yeah. I, yes, you got to act right. You got to act like you're supposed to be in the room, yeah. but like, honey, I was like, Oh my goodness. Like when they said that Angela Bassett was going to be coming and working on the second, you know, on the next season of VR, I like threw myself up against the wall and I was like, ah, like the producers were like, Oh, we have to actually, we're going to write Brisha. And I had no idea, but they were like, you're going to keep Dr. Laverne St. John in this season because we want to see this up close. Uh-huh. And I kept my stuff together, but they, you know, she was so sweet and oh, we man. became friends and then that all went away and it was just like, you're Angela Bassett and she's so amazing yeah. and dope, but I still lose my shit inside. I'm like, <laughs> there is a, a, sadly, a group of people, and I've been talking about this for a lot of times that don't get to see some of the black images that we saw growing up, right? That really changed. You said love and basketball. I mean, that was it. Like, was uh, it. baby boy, uh, boys in the hood for me changed. Yeah everything for me. What did that do in terms of inspiring you? What do you think those images present? I would love a modern day love and basketball story right now. I would love to see oh, that movie redone goodness. with you. I would love to see that, that a TV show with you. It was just pure young black love, but it was, it was to me just a story. It didn't mm-hmm. have anything to do with being black. It did, but it was just a love story. It's just a love story. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was beautiful. I mean, I really, want to keep love and basketball and it's time capsule of mm-hmm. love and basketball. I feel like we have so many amazing stories right now to tell mm-hmm. that are about this generation that are things that you and I go through in dating. Like yeah. I'm more interested in telling those stories yeah. because that story was so, it was so beautiful to tell about black love in that time like, how does that transfer into social media in this time and how? texting? And, That's great. You know, like, it taught you so much about, like, how to, you know, how a man should court you or how a man should let you out wearing the short dresses and, oh, you got to cross your legs. Like, all that stuff that was, like, so cute yeah. um, that they pointed out. I want to see that now. I want to see those. I want to lift up the filmmakers now. And hear their ideas, because that's the only way we're going to move forward and inspire going forward. I um, didn't really delve into how you're raised, and I normally do that because it speaks to me personally when I'm able to talk to people about their values and their core. What were some, 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 some core values that you had growing up that you still believe you have in a business that doesn't respect core values? I mean, my faith is very important to me, you know, like that's what I lead with. That's what I am. I I try my best to just live a very, you know, have faith in myself, have faith in God and lead with that as much as possible on a day to day basis. And that was very important. And how I was raised in my family, you know, we were raised in church and that's where a lot of my gifts were able to be exercised, uh, dancing and singing and acting and confidence, you know, all of that was built in the church, uh, mm-hmm. for my upbringing. So that's one thing that I still hold close to me, um, and my culture, uh, and just being authentic to who I am and where I come from. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I, I grow every day. I learn every day. And, 
I want to be able to be authentic enough to share what I go through and to help someone that needs uplifting and anyway, like it's all service to me, you know, <laughs> so I just take that. So you take, you have the, I have a friend who says, who works in, you know, as an actor and he goes, look, I love the Lord, but I do cuss a little. You ever find yourself oh. you, at where you at work and oh. why you, you want to call on the holy name? I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I know Every in life, day. I know in life, but I'm talking about when you're in a workspace and you want to be kind to people and you want to be easy to people. Is there a, a time in which you have to be like, look, I do love the Lord, but I cuss a little um, director, get out of my way or co-lead. I don't want to have to stab you in the eyeballs. Well, I haven't had that situation yet. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Uh, where I'm like, oh, my, my, you know, I had that. Praise God. Lord knows how and where and where to put me because I am a little touched. My fiance knows that. Uh, so, you know, we, you know, God is still working on me in that area. Um, <laughs> just to keep it real. Uh, you gonna but pray yes, I heard, look, I have a song that I recorded for my one woman show. I do stand up, you know, when the life of the world was open and it was safe, I would do a one woman show and it was, you know, about myself. And I had a song called think from your heart and not your pussy, you know, and it's, uh, revolutionary okay. song and, tell me uh, more about said song sing from your heart not your pussy oh the music video is on youtube i got it okay and, how did i miss oh, that oh yes it's wonderful it's um it's really where i was in my life of being done with uh broke niggas and, um, <laughs> wait is this when okay t- help me i'm not confusing this right when you went on the online date we do. Was this before? Yes, or after? It, this was before. I do a whole show called this. Um, what is well, Lord? The, uh, uh, what is my show? Jesus, this my show. I do a show called this my show, and I talk about my life coming from Baltimore all the way to LA and my experience. And I do all these characters and everything. It's a very fun show, very cabaret. I have a band and the whole thing. So um, I close the show with the song called "Think from Your Heart." And um, it came to me, you know, from a, a sermon at church. Oh, wow. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the pastor was like, listen, a lot of you women out here are doing things that you shouldn't be doing. But sometimes you got to think from your heart and not from other areas. Mm-hmm. You know, when it's time for him to exit, you have to allow him to exit and get out of your situation <laughs> to allow the new in. And I said, you know what? That's a word. Uh-huh. That's a word. Uh-huh. I'm not letting God do what he needs to do for me That's in right. that area. I'm di- I'm directing and dictating what I want and what I need. Yeah. So I need to think from my heart and not my pussy. And okay. that is where the song came from. And it's, it's revolutionary. And the choir say amen. <laughs> yes. I feel like Especially in these times when we might go into quarantine. You got to cut them off. Okay, guys, it's about that time. The only way we can actually pay for the editing of this show and the music, because the music is bumping. Uh, we got to go to commercial break. On the other side, Brisha Webb. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment connected with AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. 
Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts that was my favorite commercial <laughs> not really uh we're picking it up with brisha webb she's dropping some gems i appreciate you for being here young lady so how'd you meet your fiance Did you, was it the shift from not thinking from said vagina and into your yes, heart yeah Absolutely, it really was. <laughs> it really was. It really was. And was it's it wonderful how God combines the two? Amen. Was it ordained? Was it like a? Was it a special moment? Did you or you just looked up and was like, oh, I think, I think, I think I love this guy. No, it was instant. I like the, the. I mean, it's really, it's really ridiculous how it happened. I met him seven years prior at a comedy show. Uh-huh. Um, and I always said that I wanted to meet my husband at a comedy show so he can see me in my muchness. Uh-huh. Like I'm a lot <laughs> and I'm not going to apologize for my, a lot. You should okay? not. And you you should know, not. I'm loud. I'm <laughs> exuberant. 
Um, all of these things, I curse, I praise the Lord. The uh-huh. Father is still working with yes. me in that area. But yes. you know, I have a good time. And so he saw me with my friends and we hung out and that was it. And then Lonnie Love contacted me on DM and was like, hey, I have a friend that's interested in you. Would you be down for talking to him? And I was in quarantine in Canada about to do a movie. uh, One of the Mary Littles. I think it was Mm -hmm. Mary Little Wedding. Mm -hmm. And I was in quarantine for 14 days. We started talking and I went in single and came out with a boyfriend. Hey. And then a fiance. Yeah, I pretty much. Yeah, and then a fiance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how it happened. And I literally, before I went into quarantine, was like, you know what, God, I'm tired. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm tired. It was, when you say you're not doing like, this, what is this? This is trying to dictate what is going on. Like, what is going on? I'm on the app. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm out here. I'm dressing up, going to the clubs, getting the wrong energy. You know what I'm saying? And it was just exhausting. I was like, you know what? If it ain't from you, I'll want it. Mm-hmm. And here it came. Amen. It came. I didn't even have to do anything. Now, I mean, it doesn't happen for everybody, but that's how it happened for me. No, I, but I agree in the not forcing it, not forcing it, letting, letting it be what it is. I agree with the not forcing yeah. it. Do you have that same approach to your career? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't want anything that's not for me. You know, so, so. How do you talk mm-hmm. to yourself when you're like, that could have been mine or I'm better than that or I should do this or I want to do that or how come, how would happen with that or why didn't I get that role? How do you talk mm-hmm. to yourself through disappointment? Because acting um, and being in this business is a lot of no's and there's a, there is a, a mask that we wear sometimes, but there's also this shield of, I have to pick myself up because I know, and it, for you, I know it obviously is rooted in Christ, but how do you talk to yourself when you're in that fleshly mode and you mad about something? Oh yeah. I give myself that time to be upset and to be frustrated about where I am, but I also have to remember where I've been Mm. and I have to, I have to be at, I have to be at one with myself and know that where I've come from and how I've gotten there. And it's, it's a different way than some people, but I'm grateful for every job, every gig, every step, every learning curve. Um, and when I get in, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do that. I am always blown away at what comes when I don't do anything. (laughs) Like I'm always blown away at when, I say something that I want to do and I just let it go. And mm-hmm. then it comes naturally to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God, you did hear me. You did hear what I want. I was, I'm working in this area trying to make things happen. And as soon as I let it go, what is supposed to be for me is me. And it goes super easy. Yes. It's super effortlessly. That's and real. I just have to trust that, you know, I have to go That's off real. of his, what he's already done. Yeah. And that, you know, it, it gives me a moment to just be like, you know what? I need to be doing this. I need to be doing that. And then I'm like, but I didn't do all of that for this. And that was a humongous opportunity. That was just a call. Yeah. Hey, what you doing? So, you feel like it? Yeah. It's yours. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. The doors are already there. Yeah. You yeah. just have to wait until the elevator gets up to that floor, honey. So, you know, that's how I operate. And it takes a lot of the pressure off. And it's been working very well for me. And especially because I'm ready. A lot, yes. of, a lot of people are expecting doors to be open that they're not ready to even have open. Okay, so like let's, let's, do the work. 
Yeah, I was going to say, let's let's take that. Let's talk about that, because there is, I believe in not forcing anything, but that comes with wisdom that comes with maybe age. It comes with being able to look back and say, I didn't force that. It came to me. If that's not a word, if that is not a word, like you can't force anything because whatever you force, it will never, ever work out the way that you want it to be. And it's a struggle to Mm -hmm. keep it there. And it may get you it may yield rewards, but you do get tired of forcing Mm -hmm. whatever it may be. I have posted about that. But you said that you have to be prepared. What does preparation look like for you? You know what? Just always staying ready. Always staying ready. Always. Uh, what I do for me is just always having conversations that elevate me and listening and also stretching myself. Mm-hmm. Like this year, I directed last year. And that was yeah, something that I job. never really... Yeah, I never really imagined myself. I mean, my fiance, I was like, you know, you should direct. And I cussed him out. I was like, how dare you? You know, I'm an actress. I don't want to do all of that. La, 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 la. And sure enough, I thought about it and I said, you know what? That would be cool. I just don't have faith that I would excel in that area. That's what I said, honestly, to myself. I was scared. And when the opportunity came, I surprised myself and fell in love with it and was so surprised at how everything that had that I had learned from being an actress and being a people person and how to, you know, express everything about what I wanted. I learned so much from it. Just saying what I want. And meaning what I say and just holding my ground to that, it taught me so much about myself and what I want to do going forward. Like, I know what I want. I have to trust that. You know, if I mm-hmm. want if I want the set to look like this, I have to trust that because when it comes together, it's like, damn, Brisha, you was right. You know, mm-hmm. I know who I want to cast. Like, I, I see it. Mm-hmm. I can do it. You know, so it was a lesson in that. But I prepare myself by, you know, manifesting things that I'm scared of mm-hmm. and then doing the thing. So you are like, okay, that scares me. So I should do that. Like I should you, run to it. I ran to it. Stand up. I was like, oh my God, I could never do that. I could never do this. And then I get a job and they're like, oh, you have to do stand up. Yeah. And I was like, how do I do that? Oh my God. And then someone says, oh, there's this class called Pretty Funny Women. And you could take this class and it's like a six week course. And at the end, you have a show. And it was an introduction into comedy. And I did it with two of my other girlfriends. And we all still do it. I met so many. It opened up so many doors for me. I met Tiffany Haddish doing stand-up, Kevin Hart, Mike Epps, everyone who I have worked with, I met doing stand-up comedy. Uh, So I could have never, you know, Mm. I was drama, drama, drama. So I had no idea that I was going to go into that direction that now people mainly see me as a comedic actress. I was completely terrified of going on stage and doing stuff like that. I was like, how could you write a set? (laughs) Then I write my own show. And then, you know, it it just goes and goes and goes. And now I'm writing my own show. And, you know, it's just, it just, it goes hand in hand. So you just have to trust the process and run towards your fears. Like, seriously. That, uh, the two gems. One, definitely run towards your fears. I'm with you on that. And don't force it. I'm going to run towards it. I'm going to learn about it. I'm going to be prepared. But when it comes, I'm going to be ready. Like will be ready. I was uh, listening to a TED Talk from Stacey Abrams today. And she said, we, whatever it is that is in your spirit, and you sound like you have this, it's, you can't sleep at night. You think about it. You want it. You're burning to do it. That's your passion for what you do. 
right? As an actress. And you're like, I have ideas. You wake up in the middle of the night. I want to do this. Or you're hungry about stuff. Or you see something you just really want to change or at least be a part of in some way to be to be documented in history as one of the, or perhaps some of the, or this movement. And I see that as these, so many actresses such as yourself come up and is the range is spectacular. And oftentimes we don't get to see you all do the range. Like you said it came in with drama, but people think you're just a comedic actor. You can do it all. How scary is that? Knowing that I, you know, I could be on some Meryl Streep shit. You know what I mean? Or I could be on my, <laughs> more, more apropos, my, like I fuck with Meryl, excuse my French. That's my dog. Or I could be on my Viola. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The range. And I don't get to see Viola even do too much comedy. And I know she has that, probably that range too, Right. Mm-hmm. How scary is that to know that you could just take over the fear of being the greatest? Oh, it is. It's, it's crazy. And I, I look up to so many people that have that. I don't give a fuck type of personality. I want that. I want that. Yeah. <laughs> I want that. And you know, it's like, even though I don't walk around, you know, with, I don't give a fuck, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's amazing that I've been given, I've been given the opportunity to do projects that do exercise me in those ways and that I'm able to show the other gear in me, you know, like I just did um, amazing grace, you know, for own. And that was great. And people hadn't seen me in that type of way. And so I was really grateful to be able to do that. And then I did a fall from grace and then people didn't put two and two together that I was the same girl from love that girl and Marlon mm-hmm. show that was doing that. And I was like, I love that because, when I was growing up, those are the actors that I really wanted to be like. I wanted to be like Jamie Foxx. That's why he's my mentor and close friend. Like, I look He could do him. it I, all. It all. The all. impersonations. I do impersonations. That's why I'm going back to do Sherman Showcase, you know? And people had to put together, like, the same girl that did the amazing Mary J. Blige, happy birthday, uh-huh. uh, the impersonation <laughs> and does tiny and does all of that is the same girl that does all of this other stuff. You know, it's just like definitely just opening yourself up to that and doing as much as possible to show people that you're not what they think they are. And I actually have such an amazing time doing that. I love surprising people. I love people to just not know what I'm up to. Yeah, because it's a level, it's a certain, people always want to put you in a box. It helps you understand people in your, and our simple minds, you want to label you because it helps us feel like we know how to interact with you. And then when you, when you do different and you come different and you perform differently, it really makes it hard to pigeonhole you, which is a beautiful enigma that I prefer in our business because they don't get to have it. You talked about your directorial debut and take the job, hashtag take the job. Mm -hmm. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. And you talked about how it was something your fiance had mentioned to you and and then you did it and you're like, I love it. I'm in love with the process. I want to talk about being in love with Run the World, the show on stars for a second season. Okay. I had saw and stuff. So talk to me about that. It's you want first of all, this is perfect that we're talking. I'm driving here, I'm in Santa Monica, and I see y'all mm-hmm. billboard out here, your billboard over here on Santa Monica Boulevard. If I can get my words out. And I was like, hey, there you go. I'm about to talk. Okay, tell me about that experience. It's an incredible experience to just work with black women in front of the screen and behind the screen. Yes. You know, and to tell stories that I can identify to, and I know other Black women can identify successful women. You know, like just like I was saying, 
Love and Basketball, yes. Best Man, those movies, those type of, you know, just people and representation of successful Black people living and just being was so interesting to me. Living single, girlfriends, yeah. like yeah. all of those shows. Girlfriend was ahead. Girlfriends was ahead of their time, I think. Like I Very love that show, time. but they were ahead of their time. Yeah, but we. Yeah. The beauty of that is, and I hate to even do the comparison, but like when I'm watching your show, I'm like, yeah, this is that we've been needing a black Sex in the City, if you will, and I hate to even call it a black anything, but you know, yeah. we need a show where we see ourselves doing what we all is not just for one group of people. It's for all people. Do you, and that's what I love about it. Yeah. I was going to say, do you understand the importance that you have on the culture? I do. I, I have, I know that the same influence that that generation of films had on me and television had on me growing up. I know we are doing the same thing, you know, for the new culture coming up for women that see themselves. It's aspirational. You know, it's aspirational for me, you know, just the topics that we're talking about, quitting your job and starting your own business, you know, uh, women, you know, thinking outside of their marriage and saying, oh, my God, is this the only person I'm going to be with? Let me try something and falling on their face, you know, and having their girlfriends pick them up. You know, it's just it's very aspirational to just see black women getting along and challenging each other and Oof. being there. By the way, that's aspirational other. in real life too. Go ahead. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. need to, you need to see that in oh. order to be it. So oh. I'm very proud to be a part of this show, the legacy of the show, and hopefully to inspire a woman to do the same that I'm doing on the show or, you know, like I want to be like Renee, like me playing Renee as aspirational because I have like, I'm not put together like Renee, but like, I try to think or act like I'm put together, but Renee is that bitch. You know? And when I clock into Renee, like I'm like, you know, it's just like a whole new gear, you know? So I have to, you know, I'm excited to go back to season two and work with the team and be all glammed up and uh-huh. do the whole thing. Uh-huh. And it's some really funny premises that, you know, the writers are coming up with. So we are all so excited. We're so appreciative of everyone that watches the show. I'm really happy for you. I'm really, really happy. Not proud of you. And to that see too, a shot but... this, this way, like to see a shot yes. like a Sex in the City. And where beautiful. we have interesting shots and crisp and yes. beautiful lighting and beautiful sets. Because and... why are all our films dingy porn looking? Let our stuff be crispy and nice. Why we got to have the dingy porn looking film? Let our okay. black films be crispy and nice with new innovative shots. Period. Because we the ones going out and buying it and watching it, okay? You know, period. And we what? can do snarky jokes. We can do all of that stuff. And, and, you know, it's so funny because, you know, other cultures will come up to me and they'll be like, oh, my God, I love Run the World. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Okay, you watching? Because we cute. I know. Like that outfit. Oh, yes. All the side people. Yeah, so I love that. Uh, what's next for you outside of what you've mentioned? What project should we be looking out for? Well, we're going back. I just found out the date. Yep. So we're going back to Sex and, you know, Sex and the City, Jesus, Run the World. Uh, so we're starting back in March. I'm really excited about that. Congratulations. Um, I'm going back. Thank you. I'm going back to do another season of Sherman Showcase. So okay. Yes. So okay. I'm starting that. So, so excited me- to... The reason why I'm asking, I don't mean to cut you off. What I what I'm really getting at is, can I borrow five dollars? Because you work it. 
Because you work it. That is good. Okay. Yeah, you working. You got a Iraq on your finger. I want to oh. don't play with me. Give me five dollars. I'm right. I wrote that down in my question. Do you have five dollars for the host of the you show? <laughs> Girl, I'm trying to be like you with the skin. It's popping. Oh, thank you. Like, yes. Shout out to I took $2. I, I took $2 and invested it in my skin. That's it. I'm out of money. Honey, That's why I need five more dollars. It. it is like glowing. I know Sabrina be up in that scalp. I'm like, ah. <laughs> you work with Sabrina? You work with Sabrina? She's success. She's such a okay, see, I mean, she's so is, booked and busy. I never get to have Yeah, it I was like, all you're doing is doing one braid here and there. Why you can't, we can't get in here? You're doing a braid here and there. You ain't got no time for us. They, they booked you all year to do one braid. All year. <laughs> one braid. <laughs> one braid. Make it corn for, up in one brain. The girl, the lady, young lady we're talking about is Sabrina Porsche. We um, work with her and she does our hair. And like I said, we have so many mutual folks in common. So we, we mad that she don't be available while she booking one braid for very rich people. So that's fine. Very if you hear this. It's all right. <laughs> um, last but not least, I don't want to get into your business. I keep saying last but not least. I don't really want $5, but I what? would, I'll, D, I'll DM you about $5. I okay. just want to know. Um, I don't, I don't know if you get your flowers or if you are aware or if you even feel seen the way that you are seen. But I want you to know that your presence is refreshing and it's encouraging. And you just keep being you because it is something special and we need it. We need it for our young brown girls. I, I'm saying this as a woman who has a foundation and I, and, you know, and I mentor young girls. So we yeah. need to see you do what you do on such a high level and so authentically wonderful. So thank you for just being you. Oh, thank you so much. And I seriously will come and support. I love foundation. it. I, I love, will, girl. I love talking. To you they will girls. attack you, but yes, they'll jump on you and be like, can we yes. follow you home and have your phone number and text you every day? Like I have a real serious question. And then when they call you, they'd be like, so what you doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was one of those girls. Okay. Good. Know good. That I was one of those girls. <laughs> like I would like, I would harass people that, you know, like anybody I knew that was on Broadway, uh -huh. uh, you know, in L.A. doing it. Shout out to Tracy Thompson, who's also from Baltimore. She would come uh -huh. to school to talk to us. And I would be like, so, locked in. Can we? Yeah. I told her, I told her, I was like, I'm moving to L.A. Can I come over? She was uh -huh. like, yeah. Uh, sure. Security. <laughs> that's big sis that's big sis she's known me since I was four I love it yes. I love it well you have that you have that I'm not even surprised I, I see I see Jamie being your mentor I can see everybody flocking to you because it's, it's a son that you want to be around so I, I, I appreciate Aww. sharing your son with us today on Naked um, have a wonderful day sorry about what happened earlier though girl oh my god I'm totally fine I'm gonna be your friend in real life so. oh no I already DM'd you we listen <laughs> well, we can go back outside outside we're going outside in a, real way. in a real I'm, way. In a real way. Real <laughs> way. Amen. Yes. Yes. It was so lovely talking to you. You know what I took away from this conversation? I, I mentioned it off the top. It's about being a true talent. Brisha said that she really wasn't interested in directing and her fiance was like, you should do it. You're going to kill it. And then she did it. And she was like, okay, thank you. Love it all. Um, in my mind, I was proud of her for stretching. In my mind, I thought, it's hard to stretch. It's hard to get out of your comfort zone, especially in a role of being a director. Jeez, that would scare the heck out of me. But her one-woman show, also more amazing. But then she turns around and she has this other side where she's like, I'm honest. 
I'm going to get real excited if you roll somebody up on here that I love. If you don't give me Viola Davis, you're going to give me somebody like that. I'm going to roll up here and be real excited. You know, excellence in acting. Some some Angela Bassett, excellence in acting. I'm going to be excited and I'm not going to hide it. To me, that is the biggest compliment you can ever pay to appear to someone who inspired you, um, to someone who really represents what it means to be excellence. I feel that way about Oprah. What up, Opes? Invite me to the house. I want to wear a sweatsuit and watch movies with you and your lady friends and all the girls and Stedman and the dog. Side note. Sorry, guys. I digress. But the biggest compliment you can ever give someone uh, is letting them know that they've impacted your life. And if it wasn't for them or if it wasn't for the images of them, you may not be in the space you are now. And Brisha did that in such a beautiful way by acknowledging her heroes and acting And I really appreciate her for that. If you haven't learned anything, I'm going to tell you what you should take away. Stretch yourself. Do more. You can always do more. Thank you guys for listening. Back next week. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk? Get vaccinated. But but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is to Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.